In celebration of May being Asian Heritage Month, and inspired by the success of the movie *Slumdog Millionaire*, we cast this month's spotlight on tasty Indian cuisine. Now, if the image that comes to your mind at the mention of Indian cuisine is butter chicken, then you have a long way to go. Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits podcast. This is Gloria Tsang, editor in chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is author and Vancouverian columnist Miru Dalwaller. Co-owner of the world-famous restaurant Vidgets in Vancouver, BC, she's here today to tell us how Indian cuisine is more than just butter chicken. Thank you for joining me, Miro. Hi, Gloria. Thank you for having me. Now let's expand our definition of what is Indian cuisine. Now India has such a rich, diverse food culture, and one important part of that food culture consists of many vegetarian dishes. Could you give us some examples of some common vegetarian entrees? Well, the most common is like eggplant and cauliflower and peas and spinach and all of the greens. Um, that there really isn't a green that you wouldn't use. You could even use broccoli when you're cooking with Indian food. Um, then you've also got the lentils. You've got the beans. Basically, the spice palette is so huge that there's really not an ingredient that you can't use with Indian food. Now this is amazing. Now one of the items we often talk to our readers on healthcastle.com is legumes, beans and lentils.、Mm-hmm. But many really shy away from them, thinking that they take a long time to prepare or it's too difficult to prepare. Could you share some of your favorite ways of cooking legumes, or perhaps some tricks and tips for for a good meatless well, dish? Well, there's you know there's different types of legumes. So let's say legumes. So let's say you don't have a whole lot of time. I mean. I, I tell people that look, even if you don't have time to soak the beans or put them in a pressure cooker or in a slow cooker because you don't think that far in advance about dinner,、um, even buy the canned beans. That's that's absolutely fine.、Um, at home, I tend to use a pressure cooker, and it's very intimidating to people at times, but it's worth the investment. And once you get a hang of how it's used, you can have organic beans for literally for like 45 cents or something, and It's not just beans and salt, therefore boring. It's beans with onions and with garlic and with some cumin seed and some coriander and turmeric. And if you want, you can add a little bit of yogurt into the curry, into the whatever bean curry you're making. And you know, you turn just something as boring as beans into a really hearty meal, way better tasting, I'd say, even than like、um, uh, like vegetarian chili, which has you know like the tofu and kidney beans in it.、Mm-hmm, that sounds、like、so depth, tasty. Yeah, the depth you get, whether it's you know chickpeas, whether it's kidney beans, whether it's pinto beans,、um, mung beans, and like there's the, you know the orange red lentils.、Mm. Those cook very very quickly. They cook within about you know twenty minutes. So. It's almost endless. Wow, you sound so excited about beans, and now we get yeah, our get quite excited, excited, about, excited about cooking beans. Now, for some of the home cooks, what are some common spices or maybe spice combinations that you recommend a home cook should stock in their own pantry? Well,、um, what I recommend first of all for everything is turmeric. That's T U R M E R I C.、Mm. It's an orange. It, it almost looks like orange talcum powder.、Mm. And turmeric, it's a you know it's an Indian spice. It kind of comes from like a re- like a resin style of a rock.、Um, I'm sorry, not a rock. It's like a a, a rhizome, like a ginger.、Mm-hmm. And in India, we dry it out and then we you know we turn it into a powder. It looks like an orange ginger, like a skinnier orange ginger. And now on top of it being the basic bottom line spice that you would use in Indian cooking, it's also has it has so many health benefits to it. We all heard about that. So, what about what other 
spices we should have other than turmeric. Okay, so then after the turmeric, then the next layer would be cumin and coriander. Coriander. Oh, wow. So, so how do you do that? Do you, do you use the fresh one or do you use the dry one? Well, there's two ways. So coriander, when it's the green leaves in the produce section, mm -hmm. we refer to that as cilantro. Mm -hmm. And then the seeds of the cilantro we refer to as coriander. I see. Yeah. I and um, so coriander you buy, you can buy it in the whole seed form. And then you can, it depends on how much time you have. You, the best way to do it is to buy it, you know, the little brown seeds, bring them home, roast them up a little bit in a frying pan, just so they kind of turn a little bit of a shade of a darker brown, and then grind them as you need them. Mm. And the same goes for cumin. You can buy the cumin seeds, bring them home, just in the frying pan, no oil, nothing, just kind of roast them in the frying pan until they turn a little bit of a darker shade, and then just grind them as you need them, and even like a little separate coffee grinder. But these three spices, coriander, cumin, and turmeric, they're the basic for hundreds of Indian dishes. These are great tips. Now, Mira, I heard that at your, at your restaurant, Vigis, all the spice mixes as well as dairy items like yogurt, cheese, and ghee are all made fresh on a daily basis. We make it all here, so yeah. What is Everything different? is made here. What is the difference between your, your own recipe, of the Indian, let's say, yogurt and cheese, are different from those that we buy from the grocery stores? It just has that homemade taste. I wouldn't necessarily say it's better or worse. It just has that homemade taste. And for us, if we buy the whole spices, we can sift through the spices. And, you know, when it's being imported from India, there, you know, there can be a lot of other, you know, particles in the spices. So we get rid of all of that. Then once we've sifted through the spices, we roast them and we grind them. And when you do that, A, the flavor is, has a lot more depth to it, and B, if it's just a regular ground-up powder, we found that we would have to use like four or five tablespoons. But when we get our own and we're in control of our own ingredients, we only have to use like one or two tablespoons. Because they're more potent. It's just way more potent. Wow. Now, Vigis has always been in the forefront of showcasing local ingredients that are in season. Mm -hmm. And even before the local sustainable movement became trendy. Now, being an Indian restaurant, obviously, you know, sometimes people thought you have to have you have to bring food from India to be an authentic. So what are some of the adjustments you make to your ingredient list to still allow your kitchen to produce, to produce what diners consider authentic Indian foods? Well, we actually, we didn't really, as far as vegetables are concerned, we didn't make any adjustments because, like I said, there's not a, uh, well, maybe, you know what, sunchokes, I haven't been able to figure out how to cook sunchokes with Indian spices and perhaps rhubarb. So as far as the produce side is concerned, we didn't have to make uh, very many adjustments. It was more the seafood. And we do, you know, one thing that's really important to me and my husband, Vikram, is to use local, sustainable seafood. And so that's where we made the adjustment. So, like, for example, we have a sable fish, which is a local fish here in British Columbia that, you know, comes in season. Well, it's a smokier fish. It's an oilier fish. And whereas a lot of the Indian spices and Indian food is used to a flakier white fish like pomfret versus an oilier fish like sable fish, so that's where we had to make the adjustments with the spices. And, you know, how many onions? Do we use onions? Do we use just tomatoes? You know, just you play around. Wow. So, yeah, I would say seafood is the most important one for us that we had to make spice adjustments for. Now, so for readers who are completely Indian food beginners, can you suggest mm -hmm. field dishes that are beginners friendly? Um, well, the, I'll give you the ingredients. Most importantly, you know, you're going to, even if you're a beginner, 
onions and garlic are just a necessity. It, the, um, it, they just match the spices so well. So the very beginning, I can give you like a two-second recipe. You take about two tablespoons of oil. You take one large clove of garlic, chop it up. You take one medium-sized onion, chop it up. You saute the onion. When the onion's about a golden brown, you add the garlic. When it's all golden brown, then you can just add like about a teaspoon of turmeric, a teaspoon of cumin, and a teaspoon of coriander, and probably a teaspoon of salt. Stir it up. And if you'd like, you can add a tomato, a chopped tomato. If you don't like tomato, you don't have to. And then in there, you can add anything that you enjoy. So if your vegetable of choice is you love cauliflower, chop up the cauliflower, add a little potato, and cook up the cauliflower like a stir fry. If you like chickpeas, for example, open up a can of chickpeas, put the can of chickpeas in there, add a little bit of water, and just let it come to a boil. You've got yourself some chickpeas. Perfect. These are great tips. Thank you again for joining me, Miru. You're welcome. Thank you. We've been talking to Miru Dalwaller, co-owner of Indian restaurant Vidgets in Vancouver. For more healthy eating tips and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.